Hey there, welcome to Curtis the Word. I'm your host, Britt, and fun fact about me, I love cheese. I love cheese so much, I let it completely change my life, and I've never looked back. And chances are, if you've found this podcast, you like cheese too. Each week, I'll take you on a cheese-filled journey where we taste it, learn about who makes it, super cool spots to buy it, and more. So whether you're looking for a new cheese to fall in love with or just trying to figure out the fancy words in the deli case, come hang out with me and let's have a good a time. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Curt is the Word. I'm your host, Brittany, and even though I am not very consistent with this podcast, I still love cheese very much. I did want to say that since my last episode, things of my own business have really been taking off, which I am so excited about. I'm now renting commercial kitchen space. I've hosted some private parties. I did a beer and cheese event down in the Jersey Shore that was just phenomenal. I actually ended up selling out of some cheddar that I brought with me. A shout out to Milton Creamery, Prairie Breeze. You know you are a real OG. And it's kind of funny as the last six months have gone on and you know, I've just been trying to figure out what the bee's cheese really is. It started out as my podcast and then events to promote my podcast and the events took off because this is kind of, uh, although cheese has been around since, you know, the beginning of time, give or take, having people come to your house or your store and really set up how to make a beautiful cheese board with cheeses from all over the world. I'm talking Spanish blues and Italian wash rinds versus the Colby Jacks you get from more commercial locations, shall we? So it's really been just a whirlwind of amazing opportunities, meeting new people. But I want to get back into the podcast because that is where my heart was in the first place. And I know I'm not as consistent as I want to be with it. So I've reached out to a couple people in the podcast world and have gotten some great feedback on some great ideas. So New resolution for 2024 is to implement those, but I'm going to get a head start because one of those ideas was that each episode doesn't have to be a true deep dive into two specific cheeses and how I ate them, how they're made. And I also have to say, too, I don't feel like the best human being when I'm hounding cheesemakers during Q4, asking them questions like, where did the name of this cheese come from? And I hope next year when things quiet down, I can start to get those things on a rhythm but I digress. So today I'd like to bring you one of my very first mini series, and I hope this goes on too, but this is called Send Me Cheese. And the premise of this is dedicated to the cheesemakers who've reached out to me, offered to send me some cheese, and would like me to talk about it and my feelings and my tastings and, you know, some information they've given me. And full disclosure, I have to be completely transparent here. This was the first time someone's ever offered me some free cheese to talk about, and I feel so friggin' cool. There's a little part of me that feels like, oh my god, I made it. I know I still have it yet. I'm getting there. I'm working on it. I just remember like a year ago or so or whenever I was talking to my husband, and I was like, you know, at one point, if someone ever offers to send me cheese, like, then I'll know, like, I've got something good here. So, Allison from Lakin's Gorgeous Cheese, you have made me feel some kind of way. So I thank you. So let's get back into this. And a big thank you again to Allison at Lakin's Gorgeous Cheese for sending me four different cheeses that I was able to taste, enjoy, 
share with others. And it's just been an amazing experience that I get to share with you too. So Allison reached out to me about a month or so ago and offered to send me some cheese to talk about, which obviously was a no-brainer for me. And the way her package came was just absolutely darling. In fact, there was like real hay from her farm at the bottom of just like these four beautiful cheeses just resting on top of it as though it was kind of like in a gift basket. It was so cute. I remember I was like holding on to the hay and, you know, was sitting where the recycling is. And I was like, I just have to take a picture of it. So I will be sure to include this little beautiful presentation of like the farm fresh cheeses from the farm fresh hay. And the cheeses that were included were the Jig, the Opus 42, the Rockweed, and the Medallion. All of these cheeses are made with pasteurized cow's milk and they are from her cheese making place, which is located at the East 40 Farm in Waldoboro, Maine. For those of you who haven't been to Maine, I highly recommend it. It is just so beautiful. Um, I can't say I recommend it in the winter because I am a sunshine kind of girl, but we went once in the summer, uh, not to the East 40 Farm, but to Maine in general. And it is just a delightful place to be, especially if you love nature. There's lots of water, obviously good lobster, and also very obviously too, some really great cheese. Before I get into the cheeses that were sent to me, I did want to kind of just do a brief overview of Lakin's Gorgeous Cheese in general, because although I got four cheeses, there was a little postcard in here, and I've also done some digging online, and there are about 10 different amazing cheeses to choose from. We've got hard cheese, we've got soft cheese, we've got blue cheese, we've got washed rind cheese. Some of the cheeses are seasonal, some of them are just like a Basket regatta is one of them. Just eat it with a spoon. That is totally up my alley. And these are all made from the cows at East 40 Farm that Allison milk and makes. But Allison wasn't always a cheesemaker. In fact, she spent a lot of her, or I guess early on in her career, she was actually working at a maritime museum. And if you go into the Lakin's Gorgeous website and go under our story, she actually puts down the eight-step pathway that she took um, and calls it Eight easy steps to get from working at maritime museums to becoming a master cheesemaker. And let me tell you guys, there is nothing easy about this. And I will start with the first one about cooking salmon on cedar steaks on an alderwood fire, then graduating cum laude and anthropology from Cornell, which, by the way, is where um, Lakin's Gorgeous Cheese gets its name from. Alice's last name is Lakin. And for those of you who know anything about Ithaca, you'll know what I'm about to say. But for those of you who don't, um, Ithaca actually has so many different waterfalls and canyons and gorges, and they are known for these bumper. Well, they're not known for this, but a very popular bumper sticker you'll see. It says Ithaca is gorgeous. So that is a little, you know, if you know, you know, like she says, off to her former alma mater, which we love that. So We know she's got the smarts. She's got quite the eccentric background. So she got into making cheese. She's really just so into the science behind it all. Um, She actually mentioned she fell into a cheese fat and it changed her life. So you've got science, you've got art. You know, there's always something going on when it comes to making cheese. And I quote Allison, she mentioned, it's always mentally stimulating. And honestly, what's better than getting to share the results with other people? And I am so honored to be one of those other people. So again, I know I've said thank you a hundred times, but this really made me feel so cool and the cheese was so good. So enough about everything else. Let's just get into this cheese, shall we? The first cheese I want to get into is called the Jig. And this is just a bloomy rind 
creamy, soft, pudgy, fudgy, squishy, oozy, goozy kind of cheese. But the fun part about this is that they come in these tiny little uh, cylinders almost, like chopped cylinders is kind of the shape of them. They are like even smaller than mini Kunick from Nettle Meadow. And they are just the perfect little treat. They come in this plastic container of six of them. They are just the perfect little taster of a really good farmstead cheese. Uh, They actually kind of remind me of like when you buy a half a dozen eggs at the supermarket. And you know what? You can have one of these with a little crusty baguette and still have room for dinner when you're done snacking if you're anything like me who needs to start eating before she decides what she's cooking. Anyway, this cheese is delightful. The texture is totally on point. It starts to really come into that like mushroomy umami flavor we expect from a bloomy rind cheese as it sits out more. The paste is sweet. It's creamy. It's not too rich and thick, although it's no secret that this is definitely cow's milk. It just doesn't really like coat your entire mouth like think a, you know, hearty cheddar wood or something. But They are just precious. You can cut the top open and dip something into it. Allison mentioned she really likes these on a salad kind of warmed up, which is kind of reminds me of like we used to have that with like goat cheese buttons back in the day. And I don't know why that trend kind of faded, but I could see this being so good kind of cooked with like maybe a little bit of breadcrumbs. You cut it open and just like oozes all over an arugula salad with some kind of vinaigrette. Um, And now I need to go have lunch. (laughs) Also, Allison has been doing this series on Instagram called Recipe Wednesdays, and she sent me one where they are literally roasting the jig over a fire in a very s'mores-like fashion. And because this cheese has a sweeter note to it, I did give this a go. I didn't have any chocolate, but I had a graham cracker, and it was divine. The sugar from the cinnamon sugar on the cracker really brought out the sweet notes of this cheese. It is just, to me, this tastes like what brie should kind of always taste like, I guess. Uh, I really hate classifying all Bloomy Rhine's cheese as something else. This is truly just its own Bloomy Rhine cheese in its own way. Um, But of course, my brain is like, oh, we must associate this. So yeah, if you are just looking for like a sweet little treat, I recommend the six pack of these. Um, The smell is mild. The taste is mild. It's incredibly bouncy. Like I love to like press the rinds of the cheese all around to like watch the paste of it ooze out a bit and it doesn't really lose its um, shape per se but it is just so dreamy. Allison does mention that this cheese is a little bit citrusy and mushroomy. I don't get too much of the citrus. I think I understand it from a bright acidic kind of way. However, I get more of like a grassy note, not herbal, just straight up like hay, grass, This is like a true, someone handed me this and was like, guess where this cheese was made? I would be like, oh, on a farm somewhere beautiful. Boom. That's exactly what this cheese brings me to. I've also tried this cheese a couple times, each one like kind of a week later, just to see how the flavor either not improves or unproves. How do you say that gets worse? (laughs) I don't think that's a thing. It is fun to see cheese kind of come into its own. So, you know, as it's gotten a little bit older in my refrigerator, I've noticed even a little bit of like a smokier flavor towards the rind. And again, if the rind is not for you, I always say like the rind is edible, but it is a personal preference. The inside of this cheese is like just spreading butter, sour cream vibes to it. It is a delicious cheese. So if you're one of those people who enjoys brie and maybe other soft cheeses that are more mild, like you're just dipping your toe in the water, 
rec- Jig, I was going to say recommend, but Jig is definitely for you. The next cheese I want to talk about is called the Medallion. And it's kind of funny to me, um, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this must be like the bigger version of the Jig, although it's only not that much bigger. So I could still probably eat this and be hungry for dinner, but I will move on. Um, This cheese, again, just another beautiful bloomy rind cheese. We're getting some hints of that mushroom umami again, but this one to me is a little bit creamier, a little bit runnier, and maybe that's because um, of just how it goes on as it ages. And I was totally wrong, by the way, once I tried it. This cheese is a little bit heartier to me, um, still getting that umami mushroom vibe to it, but I'm getting a little bit more robust, a little bit heartier, a little bit funkier than the jig itself. Um, I know the paste is still got that sweet, creamy, deliciously rich cow's milk she's using. At the same time, I'm definitely just getting more bite to it. Like even in the paste too, it's just got this, um, she mentioned it's like a little bit lemony and I can definitely taste that. I feel like a little, not like I'm going to pucker my lips or anything, but definitely there's like a sharp twist in there and it's great. It like blends together in this little harmony of just, you know, your bloomy, mushroomy, ashy almost taste of the rind. And then you've got, yeah, almost like a melted like lemon-ish ice cream, like the faintest, faintest hint of lemon. Even like smelling it, I'm like, I'm even getting like notes of like, not so much coffee, but like vanilla bitterness in a way, but in a good way. And it kind of tastes actually, this one, I think the flavor lasts a little bit longer towards like the back of your tongue. And you're kind of like, oh, let me just have another bite to wash this down again. So I love the medallion too. I am a kind of cow's milk person, soft cheese person. So for me, these two were probably my top two favorites. Um, Again, so easy to serve. Definitely recommend some like champagne or a lighter red or some kind of like almost root beer, like some cream soda. I feel like that would go so well with these with the bubbles. It's really just, again, another really good cheese fresh from the farm. Um, If you're not into the rind, as I mentioned, this would be so good just kind of spread on like a sourdough toast or like a rye pumpernickel something or more of a funkier cracker. Like I really have been trying to do a little less gluten these days. So I've been going with the Mary's Con crackers that have like all these seeds and things. And I think that would really be a fun kind of like in an opposites attract kind of way. But at the same time, these both kind of have that like nature natural vibe to them. So the next two cheeses are completely pretty different from um, the two soft ones. The rockweed, which to me is very similar to the jig and the medallion. However, there's actually a layer of seaweed, like dried seaweed, uh, nori perhaps, in the middle of this cheese. And looking at it, it kind of gives you that like Humboldt Fog or Blakesville Creamery Truffle Shuffle vibe to it. So you're kind of expecting either, well, I know ash has no flavor, but the truffle one does, but you're kind of expecting not major seaweed vibes to it. Or you're reading ahead and you're like, oh, I don't think I like seaweed and cheese. Well, I'm here to change your mind. This cheese was so surprising. First, you get hit with the, again, it has a bloomy rind to it. It is a soft cheese. So you're getting hit with all the stuff we've talked about with the other two cheeses. And then all of a sudden, this like very, very slight, 
I know I've said umami a few times to describe the cheese, but I don't really get the umami vibes from the seaweed. Instead, I'm getting just like salty, salt water, a little like ocean air coming in very shortly after. And it's like the cheese and the beach scene that I've my mind has now created based on my flavors are like all coming together. And it's just so much fun. And I think this would go really well with like a sake or some other kind of like kombucha beverage, something a little bit with like bite and bubbles because this cheese is really tasting surprisingly simple. You would think that with such an eclectic ingredient such as dried seaweed that you'd be like, oh my God, wow, this is so pow, I guess. But it's really like it finishes with that kind of savory bite to it, whereas usually actually not even a bite. It's just like a savory finish versus the other cheeses that kind of finish sweet because of the cow's milk. You kind of have this piece of seaweed that's complementing the cow's milk. They're balancing each other out. And it's just a unique cheese that I think is just so good to kind of just eat by itself. I really, really wasn't sure what to expect, but I can confirm I enjoyed it. And this is kind of random, but I happen to have a bag of like healthier M&Ms with me. And I really loved this cheese with M&Ms. I know that sounds crazy, but there's just like that bit of sweetness in the M&Ms. And that I'm not saying it's missing from this cheese at all because this cheese definitely stands alone by itself. But I think that that sweetness and this savory, salty vibe of this cheese just like kind of really go hand in hand. You guys know I've talked at length about how much I love sweet and salty together. So for me, this was a really fun and surprising pairing, which also makes me think maybe this one over a fire with some graham crackers could also be a true winner. But I will let you guys be a little more curious than me and try that if you like. And the final cheese I had the opportunity to try is the Opus 42 which when they say one of these things is not like the other, that's the opus. This one is your standard hard cow's milk cheese. It's got some beautiful eyes to it. It's a wonderful light yellow color. It is just one of those great snacking cheeses to have on hand. Um, I used to volunteer at a farm in Princeton and there was a similar cheese to this, but again, different cows, different pastures they're eating and you're literally getting different cheeses. And the more cheeses I try of the exact same variety, well, exact, I use air quotes on that, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, I can actually tell a difference that these were not made in the same place. So same with Opus 42. I think this would be really good on a grilled cheese. I think this would be good by itself. Um, It's aged a little bit longer than the other two, which actually are probably only aged a handful of weeks and maybe up to a month or two. This one is aged for a minimum of three months, and it's almost kind of like an American take on an Alpine style in terms of the flavor. Not so much the process, not so much the aging, but I'm getting that similar like nutty vibe, but even more specifically like salted peanuts at a baseball game. Again, the sweet cow's milk is just totally bursting here. Sweet and salty, you know I love it. Um, it's just truly like a great cheese. It kind of melts in your mouth a little bit. You're still getting like the of the farm itself, like that hint of just like barnyard, grassy. Um, I know I said hay before, and the cheese just kind of like coats your whole mouth. So even though you're done eating a piece, you're still getting all of those great flavors, like just hanging out for a little bit, 
To me, this is like such a wonderful cheese to have on hand. Uh, I One of my favorite things about making cheese boards or serving other people or when I do tastings for classes, I love to just have different varieties of cheese. And to me, this is like one standard great fallback kind of cheese that everyone will probably love, but they haven't really had anything like this yet. So I would I plan to incorporate this into a few of my classes next year. I just really think this is like something great to have in the fridge. You want a quick little snack or you want to pair it with uh, obviously fig jam here works with the sweetness. But I think even as it goes so far, I love the jammy yummies vegetables spreads that aren't too like intensely flavored. So you're kind of getting this like more savory spread with this creamy. I mean, I can't emphasize this enough. This cheese literally just melts in your mouth, especially after it's been sitting out. So I love the jalapeno one. I'm sure I've talked about it before, but I know their carrot one is really good. So that could be a fun twist on this. But you know what? I know I said the jig and the medallion were my favorites, but we could throw the opus in there too, because any kind of cheese that I get to try and I know I have so many uses for already right off the bat, three bites in, I'm like, oh my God, I definitely want to use it for this. I definitely want to use it for that. And one of the things that Allison mentioned about this cheese is that it just pairs so well with apples. And yeah, of course, you can cut up some apple slices, but she also threw out the idea of putting this in your pie dough for making apple pie. I am going to have to try that. I'm not really a baker, but when I read this, I'm like, what? That sounds so crazy. It has to be that good. And can you imagine how like creamy your apple pie is? Like maybe that's what's been missing every apple pie I've ever eaten. So add that to your holiday recipe box. And I think that's also just like a testament of Allison's, again, Recipe Wednesdays. I know she wants to put out a book eventually. She's really got some creative ideas and is sl- it's slowly helping me get out of the whole like, oh my God, I can't cook with this cheese. This cheese is like so good. It's like a really good artisan cheese, like cooking it would just ruin it. But actually, no, if you have the right recipes, like, come on, cheese and apple pie crust. I think there's really some good potential there and I need to kind of get uncomfortable there. <laughs> so thank you, Allison, for that. Each cheese was so unique in terms of flavor and color and smell and texture. The one thing that I can absolutely taste within all four of these cheeses is that they are absolutely made with someone who really cares about cheese. You can just, I always joke, I've been mongering a bit here and there, and I'm always like, you can just tell it's made with love. And I say that sometimes jokingly to push customers one way or another, but I genuinely do mean it here. Like these cheeses, you could tell it's taken some time to come up with these specific recipes and how each one can really just taste like nature. It tastes like, you know, someone who's passionate about their job. And again, like the Opus, I've had similar cheeses from similar farms, and yet they all have different kind of personalities to them. And same thing, the jig, like I only had six of them, so I can tell you six times. (laughs) I would literally just grab one, cut it open, let it kind of ooze out a bit and whatever carb I found in my house. And that was just a quick little snack. And For someone who loves great cheese, sometimes it's easy to overeat it when you just want to have a taste of it. So I love the, I mean, again, the jig could be my favorite, not because of the taste or the texture, but because of the ease of use or just the fact that I'm like, oh, perfect. I've just kind of, you know, wet my palate a bit with this and now I'm done. So I'm so thankful for these cheeses. Uh, Allison is such a cool person to work with, to talk to, minimum to be inspired by when you read her story. So if you guys want these cheeses, Lakin's Gorgeous Cheese, you can order them online. Uh, you can tell your local cheese shop that you want this cheese. 
Which is great because over the next four months, Allison and Lakin's Cheese is about to experience a cow population explosion. So they will be doubling their milk production and they are looking for wholesale customers. And who knows, Allison herself might show up because she literally does a 250-mile delivery route for her wholesale customers. So there you have it, quite literally, farm to your table, to your cheese shop, to your cheese board, Lakin's gorgeous cheese. And, you know, pun aside, it is gorgeous. (laughs) And again, just a huge thank you to Allison. Um, I'm always open to be receiving cheese and talking about it. I would love to put out more Send Me Cheese episodes. You know where to find me at The Bee's Cheese. That's B as in Brittany, S as in Swiss. And yeah, that's it for now. Hope you guys enjoyed a shorter little cheese burst episode. And of course, stay safe, stay full, and happy holidays. But the fun doesn't end here, my lactose-loving friends. Whether you're a cheese connoisseur or just waking up to the cheesy world that exists beyond pre-cut Cracker Barrel, there is always more to discover and more to savor. So be sure to check out my Instagram for more dairy delights at The Bee's Cheese. That's the B as in me, Brittany, S as in Swiss, and cheese. And of course, if there's a cheese that I need to try, go ahead and slide right into my DMs because curd is always the word. Bye for now. Bye for now.